0: Ah, Mountaineer Nation, with a big weekend ahead, we take a peek into the Charleston's Shiner's Children's Classic. Yeah, that's tough to say. Uh, It's going to be a fun weekend for the Mountaineers. We hope that hugs passes our boy Bob Knight. And then also takes one and passes Roy Williams this weekend. Could be a historic weekend for Mountaineer Hoops. We're going to take a preview of it here on the porch, starting with the Elon game and then looking forward to the rest of the weekend. We'll also take a peek back at the Pitt game because why not? When you force 32 turnovers and you make Pitt eat shit, you want to talk about it again. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee, feel style. If it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back because we're talking all things Mountaineer Hoops here on the porch. Let's go. Near with the Woodford, a couple more things of ice. Fellas, it's time to talk some hoops. I'm out here, got my nice Woodford, the huggy bobblehead, overlooking it, you know, that time of year, Zach, you know. um, Special time, Mountaineer basketball is back, and I might say the defense was almost better than ever Friday in the Coliseum, was electric, absolutely electric. Um, I, I don't know how to best describe it other than to say that When that pit guard attempted to kick his foot up and then blew – the same guy who blew the kisses at the student section, you knew hell was about to be paid, and it was all night for the Panthers. Mountaineers dominated it. You could even see a little rival smile on Huggs' face uh, pretty much the entire second half. He absolutely loved it and ate every minute of it up.
1: As he should. Nobody values that rivalry in this day and age more than Huggy Bear.
0: I love how he continually kept trying to, sort of, not compare it, but kind of like say, "Hey, this is similar to the, Cros- the Crosstown Shootout in Cincinnati with him and Xavier," and how he kind of wanted this game to get back to that. And I think Friday night did a- went a long way toward having that accomplished.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know. E- getting geographical rivalries I think is important especially at a conference given the fact where we are in the Big 12 um you know and that's always going to be a big one um always would be fired up for that one um, cuz <clears throat> both fan bases have zero love loss for one another
0: <laughs> zero like we like you heard last week you know on, on the pod the nice little uh, eat shit pit chant was uh, in full force and uh loved every minute of it I um, mean, it was a packed house. I mean, and you could feel the energy the moment you walked into that place. I literally walked in from B Dub's uh, as they were getting ready to start the intro videos. Perfect timing, rolled out the carpet. And man, is there a better tradition in college basketball than rolling out the carpet? Seriously, I don't think
1: there is. Bias be damned, I don't either. I think they're I think they're about as good as it gets as far as that's concerned.
2: Yeah, that's kind of tough because I think a lot of a lot of schools have gone away from kind of you know that traditional thing. It's more you know light show and that kind of stuff. Um, so no, I mean as far as, as tradition, I, I yeah, you I'd be hard pressed to think of one off the top of my head that's better.
0: Man, and and he, and you say this too. They kind of it wasn't as like as um, extravagant last year, obviously, right? With COVID, you didn't you didn't yeah. roll it out, and to see it rolled back out on Friday night. It was like, oh, man, it's go time. Um, Fellas, just talking about the game in general, I mean, the 32 turnovers was phenomenal. We made the three. Um, Granted, we didn't rebound the ball great, but I think we're going to continue to try and work on that as the season goes, obviously. What did you learn Friday night um, that you didn't know after watching Oakland? And let's also say this. Oakland, with that win over Oklahoma State, kind of make you feel a little bit better about that effort we put put forth on the opener, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make you feel worse for sure. Having a having a group of five team like that that manages to get a win, a mid major, who can pull off a, a power five win later on, but you know, let alone a week after you beat them, even if it was a challenge, makes you feel a little better about that win. Um, especially when you pretty much put the screws to pit like you mentioned. You mentioned the rebounding. I would say that part of the discrepancy with that is Pitt didn't take very many shots and they really didn't miss a whole lot. So that's kind of excusable, but allowing them to out rebound about a lot like that and get so many offensive rebounds, that's still concerning. So like you mentioned, it's, it's something that's still going to be a point of emphasis for this team moving forward, but hopefully their, uh, their army of big men can come around and get more on the glass and hopefully get more contributions from bridges and, all these other guys so i'm not i'm not selling them up the river yet but they definitely gotta work on it hey zach interesting you brought up bridges had a great game friday Mm, night absolutely
0: Um, after not having as good a game against oakland and i'll also say this too i really like what i saw out of Polly paul cap Mm -hmm. and diamond kerrigan didn't have a great amount of minutes but he did okay gabe had a couple cheap fouls a lot the refs were pretty bad honestly um good thing for us it didn't matter and then also too i wanted to say this because i'm i'm a Granted, I don't want to get too hard on him because I think him even being back is amazing. But Isaiah Cottrell is going to have to figure something out or his minutes
1: are going to dwindle big time. I think that coming back from an injury like that and not having played in a full year, it's going to take some time for him to reacclimate, get back to the speed of the game, and get comfortable. Because you got to remember, he really hadn't gotten a lot of significant minutes and burn prior to that injury he was really starting to get into the swing of things and now he's got to kind of start all over again and I think it's going to take some time I think that's totally understandable but you know you don't have to be that's more something you'd expect offensively and maybe a little bit of defense here and there but you don't have to be uh, completely back into the groove to to hit the glass especially somebody his size so that's something I'd like to see him improve on in short order, and then everything else will kind of come as he continues to play. But we're definitely going to need more of a contribution from him. You're absolutely right. Uh, Zach, that's interesting you brought it up about him not hitting the glass. I think
0: that's my biggest thing with Cottrell right now is I'm okay if you're a little unsure of certain things, but you got to be a little bit more authoritative and and, and uh, a little tougher on, on the glass, I think, right? I mean, I think that's a crucial,
1: crucial factor for him without a doubt i mean if our rebounding as a team is going to improve he's going to have to be a central cog in that and one other guy i kind of want to mention too malik curry kind of had a mini coming out party he was getting to the basket making some very tough finishes look relatively easy and his defense was awesome him and Keaty both played excellent on ball defense had a lot of steals between them I believe Keaty had, what, seven steals? Is that right? I think you are right, yeah. Zach. Seven steals,
0: six assists, by the way.
1: Nice um, test. Nice and one, one turnover. Yeah, that's that's a real nice day at the office. And it shows with his minutes. I mean, he played 24 minutes at the point position, and you know, Curry did his damage in 12. So if you can continue to get that kind of production out of those guys, even running in a, in a platoon-type style, I'm cool with that.
0: Oh, absolutely! And you know what? A stat that's jumped out to me, and it's unbelievable. I'm shocked by it. Jalen Bridges with five block shots.
2: Mm -hmm. He was all over it. I mean, we need Jalen
0: Bridges to block two or three. It came on to be pretty happy.
2: Yeah, and that. Yeah, we had a total of eleven. You know, Jalen's got the talent. You know, to be um, a very, very good two way player. Um, You know, I think his ceiling for that is fantastic, and they're they're going to need that. Um, You know, and on the Isaiah Catrell thing, yeah, we're going to need him to to hit the glass, and I think some of that right now for him is just getting over okay. that middle hurdle of the energy of the injury and will be will be key for him. But yeah, if this team continues to force turnovers the way they are, you're going to kind of offset that rebounding number, um, you know, short term yep. um, until they really kind of get that portion of it kind of figured out. You know, I think this is going to be a team probably going to get out rebounded. But if you can get that margin down to like five, but still force 15, 16, 17 turnovers a game, you've set yourself up to be really, really okay.
0: Really good. And CJ, I want to bring this up real quick. Um, Very interesting. I'm just kind of looking through some stats from this game. We had the same number of personal fouls as Pitt, 17 to 17. We had the same number of assists, 15 to 15. They outrebounded rebounded us by 16. They shot 23 of 40 from the field for 57.5%. We shot it pretty good, 30 of 59. I mean, that's just wild to me that those stats were so even, yet you beat them by 15, and it's all due to the turnover number. Those extra possessions, they are are essential to winning that basketball game.
2: Yeah, they are. The one stat, though, that that jumps off at me, and it's now kind of two games in a row, we have – Got to shoot free throws better. Like you cannot shoot 45% from the line. Can't do it. Gotta be better.
0: Although the game pressure wasn't there, and to some extent, some of the guys shooting the free throws maybe weren't some of your best free throw shooters, obviously. One other guy I wanted to mention real quick who I was kind of impressed with with Friday was Sean McNeil. Made some shots. Um, gotten a little bit more of a rhythm, looked a little better than he did against Oakland, was happy to see that. And also, Kobe Johnson, in the minutes he was out there, I really liked what I saw.
1: He's very under control. I like a lot of what he's doing as a freshman. And he kind of, in certain ways, not Reminds to... you Deuce? Yet. Yeah, kind of a mix between he and Javon because he's very composed. He's very, you know... D1 power five ready as far as his body's concerned, as far as his ability to approach the game. He's not really making mistakes. He's out there either doing his job or making an impact. He's not really killing you in any way. So I'm really happy about that. We're going to need him a lot early and often. And he also reminds me of those two guys in a way of where he came in as more of a, a two, same as Javon and Deuce did, but he's being tasked with a lot of point role, and he's handling it well. He's taking it in stride. He's getting solid minutes early on, and that role should only continue to increase as he uh, progresses through his freshman season. So I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to be a hell of a player down the road.
2: Yeah, you look at the way he projects. I mean, the scary thing is, is like you said, body-wise, he's ready. And when the light bulb medley comes on for him, it he's got Big 12 Player of the Year written all over him. That's Ooh, a hell of a, CJ, I a, hell of a
1: projection. I love that, buddy.
2: I would just say, like, you look at his body and what he can do when the light bulb comes on and it all comes together. He's – I just – that kid's going to be special. I
0: mean, you already see the signs of him being extremely special.
2: Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, when it all comes together, when it all clicks in completely – It's his ceiling outside of Jalen Bridges, he might have the highest ceiling. That's I could see that that's
0: interesting, but I I kind of agree with you on that. I think he's gonna have a couple games this year where he's gonna really, really propel us to some wins. Um,
2: yeah, he's gonna have what you know, because Javon did that his freshman year, right? Had a couple where you're like, Oh man, that TCU game. Yeah, like you can you can see it coming and then almost over like the next year, man, it just clicked in and he was and it was just like, all right, here we go.
1: Yeah, and then he may not have a game like Deuce did against Ohio State his freshman year, but somewhere in between there, somewhere like between what Javon did his freshman year where he made an obvious impact and where Deuce was obviously a dude, but he had to do more early on because there weren't as many guys to take on that role. I think he'll fall kind of in that middle range between those two, which is still an awesome player to have as a true freshman.
0: Yeah, I mean, and crazy enough to think, but, I mean, could a guy from West Virginia who's not a five-star guy win freshman of the year? Probably not because he won't get as much PT as he needs to do it. But like you said, CJ, if the light bulb would click and click enough – I mean, he could do it. Granted, not going to get that time, not going to get that opportunity um, that he needs to pull that off. I don't think,
2: yeah, probably not this year. Um, but you know, it, it's going to be kind of like the rest of the of the team. Just let it, you know, get better every week, get better every year, and just you know, continue continue that growth um, for them. Um, but I mean, Hugs has got himself some guys that you know have tremendous potential and a team that absolutely does not care to get in a scrap.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that CJ. We're definitely a team that's going to get in a scrap. Let's talk about uh, the scraps we're going to potentially face here in the Shriners children's Charleston classic. Say that five times fast. Um, Yeah, that was tough. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, Luckily for us, I'm pretty happy about us being the nightcap of the four games there. Um, should be fun. I mean, you got you got a couple games there middle afternoon tomorrow. St. Bonnie, ranked twenty-two taking on Boise State on ESPN two at two o'clock. You got Clemson Temple at four thirty. Uh interesting little game there. And then the game before our game, and we'll take on the winner of this. I'm very intrigued by this. Marquette and Ole Miss. Old Miss. Kermit Davis versus Shaka Smart. Um very intriguing game there on ESPN two at seven. Let's be real; our game's not going to start till maybe ten thirty because those two teams both like to get up and down. There's going to be a lot of whistles blown, I imagine, in that basketball game.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that one getting getting drawn out. And I think there'll be whistles just so the officials can take a breath. <laughs> Probably right, CJ.
0: Now, granted, interesting in that note. The game before us, you know, we're playing that winner. Hopefully, assuming we take care of Elon, which. I have a good feeling about it. I think you guys do too. Um, Old Miss is a three and a half point favorite in that game, but Marquette obviously had the big win this week beating Illinois. So, very intriguing uh, potential second round game there on Friday night for us.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, Marquette's uh, an interesting team. Um, you know, I, I, shock us, Mark can coach. You know, you, you, take what happened at Texas kind of out of it because. I think the expectations for him down there, maybe, you know, they got a little ballooned a little quick. I mean, the guy can still absolutely coach. So, you know, Marquette's going to be kind of an interesting to watch all year and see as that team kind of takes on his personality and and play the way he wants to play. They're they're going to be an interesting team to watch as the year goes on.
1: Anybody know if he saw the Afro? I wanted
2: to ask the same thing, Zach.
0: (laughs) We'll find out tomorrow. I guess we will.
2: I'm thinking by now he has found a barber there in the uh, the Marquette area to, to help him get a little cleaner. I mean, he had a hell of a season there looking
0: like a Brillo pad. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> fellas, let's ask this question real quick here. Elon, two and one. I mean, they lost to Florida. Um, Florida obviously looking pretty good, beating Florida State like a drum on Sunday by 16. Lost to him 74 to 61. Then they came back and beat off that power. They beat Bluefield State, by the way, fellas. Or no, excuse me, Bluefield College might as well be. Um, But a squad from our neck of the woods. So the Phoenix there in Elon, I believe they're the Phoenix, correct, guys? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I do believe you're right. Hey, man, pull that one out of the uh, the rear there. Um, But we know this, right? Talent level-wise, we are definitely the team that's expected to go out there and win. Just hopefully we don't fall asleep at the wheel. Hopefully we respected them enough. I like the leadership on this team that we have. I imagine we'll do that. Um, but it's always kind of a scary thing. And, and they played Florida tight enough um, that Michael Graham had a pretty good game, six to seven from the floor against the Gators down there at the – whatever they're calling the Ozone this year, the O'Connell Center, whatever it is there in Gainesville. So just going to need to be on alert. Make sure you kind of slow down that Graham kid. Because um, otherwise I don't see anything that really – Jumps out the page at you, especially on the bench. They're not extremely deep. Um, imagine we'll be able to kind of get this one done. Hopefully, be able to kind of relax and uh, get ready for Friday.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to be comfortable enough to potentially pass out on the on the couch a little after halftime because it's been a long ass week. I feel you, Zach. Hey,
0: let's put it this way, though, real quick. You can't pass out before you listen to hugs post game, buddy. That's that's tradition, right? You can't do that. Maybe you wake up for hugs post game after we're kind of
1: we've kind of taken care of it and kind of salted it away in the second half, right? Bingo! Go to the father in law's house, watch the watch the game, or at least what I could stay awake for. Me and the wife wake up, drive back to our house, and listen to hugs on the radio on the way back. Oh, I like it. That's that's a pretty good tradition right there. I wouldn't say it's a tradition
0: like none other, but that's a pretty good tradition. Good enough for me. I- <laughs> Good enough for me. I feel you. Um, playing these games at the College of Charleston, um, kind of interesting. You know, we're—I feel like our—we're going to have a good little draw down there. Um, and you know, when Mountaineer Nation shows up, Mountaineer Nation shows up, and I imagine we will. Um, they're going to try and play fast, I think, but I think that plays right into our hands, right.
2: Yeah, I think so because I think we can play this game, you know, at, at our pace. Um, you know, and the, and the Mountaineer fans—they always seem to kind of travel to these, you know, beginning in-season tournaments. Um,
0: Honestly, CJ, I want to go to one so bad. We were going to go to Atlantis, and then COVID kind of reared its head. Me and my cousin Reed, who's a part of the uh, basketball council, Council of Minds, there—the Jedi Council of Minds—Zach knows all about that. And CJ, we're going to induct you into it this year, I believe, buddy.
2: All right. As I'm long as you board. don't
0: bitch about the officiating all the time, and I'll tell you that right now.
2: No, that that's not going to be a problem. Um, you know, I I thought the the pit game, all in all, you know, outside of maybe a couple was pretty well officiated. But um it, I, this Elon team, there's there's two names and you you mentioned one of them, and that's Graham, keeping him off the boards. Um he's averaging a double double so far on the year. Um, you know, and a team that's you know averaging forty rebounds a game. I mean, you know, but you know, get some improvement there, and I'm interested to see how it, West Virginia's guards, because they've shown kind of not a press Virginia, but get up in guys' faces, make them uncomfortable. Um, Zach Irvin, the the junior guard there for Elon, uh, their leading scorer, averaging just under 16 points a game. Um, you know, can they make him really uncomfortable? Um, and force him into turnovers, which he hasn't done. I mean, he, he's averaging less than a turnover a game through three so far. The
0: answer is yes, CJ. I'm looking oh, yeah. right now at his at his pitcher, and Katie Johnson's gonna eat that boy up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's gonna be the key, and I and I think we can we can play this game. You know. I expect Western to come out and play this game, at yeah, not a methodical pace, but a very bruising pace. Make Elon play in the half court, lean on him, um, and just and just let the sheer sure size and and athleticism, you know, take over late.
1: I think we're I think we're aiming for another thirty turnover game. Oh yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I agree that. with you, Zach, on that, buddy. A hundred percent. Get after him, kind of, sort of, let 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 unloose. <sighs> let let's go ahead and, and unleash Keaty, Malik Curry. Um, go ahead and let Gabe get in there, make some plays. Hopefully we make some shots with Taz and Sean and maybe turn this into a lapper, hopefully, and get ready for Friday, which is going to be a fun basketball game. Um, and
2: yeah, then hopefully you're
0: playing in a championship Sunday. I mean, I think our side of the bracket is probably the tougher side, even though Marquette and Ole Miss aren't ranked and St. Bonnie is, Would love to play St. Bonnie in that championship game Sunday.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be a, be a really good litmus test um, for this team and kind of a early feel on where they are. Um, Yeah, but you talk about Elon, you know, run them off the three point line. They're shooting over 40% from behind the line, the three point line and don't put them on the free throw line. Um, They're, they don't miss, they're shooting almost 80% from the line. So that, that's going to be the key. Don't, you know don't pick up stupid fouls like we have a tendency hey, sometimes to do it's
0: dj versus the likes of Randolph and bluefield college i'll take our chances
2: oh, oh no no, no. I, I i agree with you i'm just yeah those those to me are going to be kind of the two areas i'm going to be watching um you know because huggins has has really been on it, you know about this team in defense and it's not up to where he wants it which you know i mean let's be real i mean i don't think you could ever Get to Huggins's level there, but <laughs> it's um, tough.
0: Even when he had Javon, he always wanted a little bit more. The yeah, limit does not exist. <laughs> yeah, so
2: I mean, push you know, it to the limit, you know. We, but you know, just you know, guard people, do what we've you know, done, force do turnovers. Do. I think that I, I think that'll that'll play into hand, but you know, what I meant by is don't don't pick up the dumb foul 30 feet from the basket, like sometimes we get you know, start reaching and and you know. Huggins has to turn around and look at, you know, Larry Hughes and scream out, what the F are we doing?
0: Larry Hughes? CJ. Or not Larry Hughes. Larry Harrison,
2: Harrison. sorry. It's, it's all late. right, buddy. It's late. It's, it's I late. get
0: it. You, you you had the age. It's all good.
2: But there there were a Larry? couple times in that game, it, you go back and watch the telecast, he turned right around and the exact words were, what the F are we doing? Hey, by the way, <laughs> can we talk
0: real quick about the bear? Um, Always good to talk about hugs, right? Tied Bob Knight for fifth all time and wins. That was phenomenal to be in the building. And man, let's say this real quick. When Huggy Bear rocks that chain, that gold chain coming out of the pullover, whether it's black or gray, he looks like a Don in the Mafia Boss. And man, I don't know how kids would not want to play for that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I dig it. It's hanging outside the shirt. It's I'm awesome. a big fan.
2: Oh, I, I I dig it, and he's completely changed coaching attire. Like, I don't know if I've seen a coach in a suit yet this year, outside of maybe Mike <laughs> <laughs> They finally
0: they finally figured it out. Me and Zach talked about this all year last year mm-hmm. about man, where the quarter zips, fellas. It's it's the way to go. You know, it truly is. And and the bear, the bear um, started that trend. Zach, have you got a chance to listen to the Hug Show this week?
1: I have not, unfortunately. I need to do that before
0: before the weekend. Me neither, Zach. I'm kind of waiting on it. Probably I'll listen to it tomorrow, kind of like I did for the pit game. Kind of gear up a little bit, Uh, get ready for, and let him listen. And I've also been told there's a new series on YouTube with Jay Jacobs, that's very intriguing Um, for folks down in Beckley. Jay Jacobs is a guy we got to figure out a way to get on the pod, fellas. Oh,
1: that would be incredible! Oh,
2: oh that man, would be, that would be awesome,
1: little buddy. The old,
0: the old little buddy, the silver fox, man, it would be, wouldn't it be something?
1: If we can make it, that happen, I'll be one hundred percent down for that one. Hey, we're on a roll,
0: fellas. You never know. Also, got a text from uh from Jeremy, our kind of our whisper there. Said he fell asleep watching some hoops. He'll be with us later on this season. He apologizes
1: for that. No problem. We'll give him a pass on this one. We will
2: we we'll, will we'll give him a pass because I think all three of us have gotten gotten caught by the uh the sleep bug
0: this news the snooze button kind of sometimes is not non-existent um, with me right now <laughs> <laughs> fellas let's let's real quickly though as we get out of here, we're kind of keeping this a little bit short more of just a preview for the for this tournament um do what are the things you want to make sure you see obviously? Thursday, Friday, and then hopefully a championship game Sunday.
1: I think just going out there and doing what we've been doing defensively, but hopefully taking it up a notch offensively, taking advantage of these teams that we should be able to score on and be a little more crisp, um, hopefully hitting the glass a little harder, taking a step in the right direction there. But I ultimately, I just want to see them continue to make strides and develop and kind of mesh even more as a group because it's still early in the season still trying to bring guys along whether they're older guys who have been brought into the program or freshmen i just want to see more continuity continue to develop and i think these games early on are the perfect time to do it especially on a trip like this where you're you know you're always going to develop more camaraderie amongst the guys when you're taking more or less field trips to do this kind of stuff so i i love opportunity opportunities like this for uh for growing the team. Absolutely, Zach. I'm with you on that. Growing the team, building that camaraderie.
0: You know, something I want to see this weekend, I want to see the Bear tie Williams tomorrow night and then overtake him Friday and then win a championship on Sunday um, and then be about 14 away from taking on Jim Calhoun. That's what I want to see.
2: Yeah, those, that that's a good one. Yeah, for me, I, I, I want to see the intensity still continue on the defensive end, you know, still getting after guys. I uh, want to see some improvement in the rebounding numbers there, um, you know, but we're, we're going to learn a lot, um, I think, about this team and, and what's to come coming out of this tournament. I mean, there's some good teams there that we'll face. So I just want to see them to continue to fight, continue to improve. Um, and, you know, obviously the the rebounding one um, is a big one for me that I'm watching like and, and not necessarily in numbers, but just in effort in the box out. Like I agree, CJ. I'll uh, be continuing to work to get better.
0: I agree. Is is the is is the butt in the gut there? If you got the butt in the gut, I love that. You want to continue to see the intensity. I want to see Sean um, continue to to feel assertive on offense. I think, and continue to see the effort. Um, because then, like you guys said, there's some good teams there this tournament. We won't see another team that I really feel threatened by till December eighth against UConn in the Coliseum. And, fellas, I'll be there Wednesday night. Still going to make the trip.
2: Very nice. And I, I want to see one possession where you know Sean McNeil comes down and pulls a Steph Curry, like a step inside and just pulls. pulls uh, CJ,
0: absolutely not. <laughs> I, I just do not want one that. of them. I just no. See I don't. <laughs> Did you know what's going to happen if he does? He's yeah. going to get a seat over there with Lair Harrison.
2: Well, I'm just yep. saying he he he's he's shot some deep ones in the past. He I'm made saying. it from
0: Princeton against the Oakland game, but it was in rhythm. Let me let him shoot shots in rhythm. Don't just pull it from half court. Sean, don't listen to what? CJ. That quote that that comment right there might get you out of the basketball Jedi Council of mind, CJ. Okay, just before say. you're even. in it. I know, man. Come on, we were going to give you a shot, and then you do this. Well,
2: no, I mean, what I but I mean, really, <laughs> I, I you don't have to explain yourself. We're joking. now he's backpedaling. <laughs> well, no, I'm not backpedaling, but I, I I think he's kind of a guy this year that I I'm not saying he let go of the reins completely, but I mean we've seen him go on streaks where the the basket looks as big as the ocean, and I think you're just going to have to just at, at times this year just let him put shots up, like yeah. just let him go.
0: And that's, and that's probably fair, CJ. It's funny, though, because in the post-game show for Pitt, they were talking about Sean being more assertive and taking shots. And Hugs looked at the stat sheet and said, well, Taz was 6-20. of 20. Well, that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like he actually had a pretty good game. Yeah,
1: you know, when you're that high volume and you're relied on a score like that, you may you may put it in the basket and it seems like you're having a pretty solid game, but it's because your usage is so high. But then you come back and look at the box score. That's not good. (laughs) I was like, that's not good. It was just kind of the way he kind
0: of smirked as he said it. Um, Fellas, I know we're all excited for this weekend. Another great weekend in Mountaineer sports, Um, you know, with with obviously the the, the hoops tournament, the football game. But we wanted to really quick hit on one thing before we got out of here. Um, And it's kind of a sad note, uh, the passing of Sam Huff, a legend. Um, and then CJ also, I remember you telling me about the, you know, a day later, another tragic loss in Mountaineer history.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, Mary Lou, uh, Ritten's father, um, you know, passed away. Um, I think like a day after, um, Sam did. So those are two big losses, um, you know, for Mountaineer athletics, um, and the Mountaineer fan base, you know, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers, you know, go out to the, the Huff family um, and and Ronnie Ritten's family. Um, those are, those are two, two big um, legends um, in WVU. I mean, both are in the WVU Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, I know that's, you know, that those, those are tough um, for it. So, and I'm, I'm hoping um, especially with the football team, you know, come out and get, get, give some Sam, Sam Huff toughness on, on Saturday.
0: Absolutely. And Zach, both those guys, your grandparents can probably tell you about. <laughs> I look forward to hearing about them at the next uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, there you go. Sit down and ask them about them. They'll probably have some good stories for you. Um, you know, should be a fun, fun weekend though, guys. Um, and like I said, I'm ready to see hugs uh, pass pass our boy, Roy. Um, and man, we're going to talk about this later in the year um, about, and Zach knows this, you know, Kind of setting up the uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, the realm of the Big Twelve, oh and boy. kind of where we where we fit into that. We're going to do that again this year in hoops. We're also going to talk about. And I want to hypothetically give everyone a little bit of time to think about this. Where would Hugs have been with some of the talent and the blue blood type things that he had that some of these other coaches like Roy Williams had? Um, I want to talk about that eventually. And maybe where he could have been a good fit, but I want to say this real quick about him: I think he almost built has almost built two potentially blue blood programs, at places no one would ever have dreamed, and that's Cincinnati and right here in West by
1: God, Virginia. Yeah, I like to think that's that's the case. Cincinnati, you know, had Mick Cronin for a number of years after after Hugs, and you see what he's doing at UCLA now. He he kept that going at Cincinnati, but Huggins really built him up there. And you obviously know what he's done here. Everybody does. So I, I think that you're on point with that. It's interested to hear what people have to say about that. And C-J- yeah,
2: and, and don't forget, I mean, even just the one year at K-State, what he was able to, to do there and the thumbprint he left there. Very being
1: good. The number one recruit overall in the country to K-State, yep. to Manhattan. That's, that's no small task. No, it's not. The Octagon of doom got him and Bill Walker and those boys um, to
0: where Frank Martin was able to take it over. CJ, I wanted to go ahead and let you tell everybody real quick about special uh podcast we're gonna have tomorrow talking about Texas, but our guest, and it's gonna be a good one. Hit him with it, buddy.
2: Yeah. Um so we had an opportunity to be joined um by a West Virginia great uh Quincy Wilson. Um uh, stopped by and chatted with us for a little while. Um got a chance to kind of talk about him uh, his days up there in, in Morgantown. Um and then, you know, obviously him and uh, John Pennington are are coaching down there at West Virginia State. Um talked about you know what they're doing down there and those kind of things. Um it was fantastic to have him stop by um and give us some time and um you know even floated out the idea of coming I, back and visiting with us.
0: I, I know, you know, we you know the, the PMT guys there kind of talk about friend of the program, but I think Quincy is definitely a friend of the program now. Oh yeah I don't think absolutely. there's any question. We, we think about it fellas we, we've gotten to talk to potentially two of two guys that authored the the biggest runs in west virginia history in within a month but um pretty cool i mean we got to talk with you know quincy who has the the run for our generation and then major who had the run for all you know our, uh, yeah of almost every generation so i mean Two of the authors of two of the greatest runs in Mountaineer history have been here on the porch in the last month. And um, fellas, excited for hoop season. I know we all are. Should be a good weekend down in the other Charleston in the in the low country. Um, Going to be a good one. Uh, Till next time, y'all, take it easy. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. And uh, let's get huggy that 905th win this weekend.